0: <laughs> Just don't want to risk it at all. No, like no, I spe- yeah. messaged my mate Danny earlier, and she's like, "Can you tell me anything?" I'm like, "Nope." No. And she's like, "How many packets of tissues do I need?" All of them. And she was like, "There are twelve tissues in a pack." And I'm like, "Take two packs, easily,
1: easily." Hello, and welcome to the Omcast. Grand, where you watch? My name is Dom. As one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Say say hello, Tom. Uh, Hello. It's going to be okay. So we now live in a world full of sequels, prequels, remakes and reboots, and we understand that sometimes life gets in the way and you're not always going to be able to catch up before a new one comes out. With that in mind, we're here to provide a weekly retrospective on some of the biggest franchises in cinema history, giving you a full spoiler rundown of each film in a series, including plot summaries, analysis and behind-the-scenes trivia. Now... In this second episode of our Avengers special, we're going to talk about Avengers Infinity War. And we're going to give our first spoiler-free reaction to Avengers Endgame. Because we both went to go and see it last night at a midnight showing in the UK. Um, So if you listen to the first part of this special we've done... We've talked about the first two Avengers movies, which were the Joss Whedon era of the Avengers. And then what we realised as we were doing it is that we're not going to be able to cover everything. So let's split it and we'll talk about Infinity War Mm -hmm. and Endgame. Now, obviously, (laughs) we're both sat here now really wanting to talk about Endgame. (laughs) But we don't want to spoil it. No. And we want to spend a bit of time talking about Infinity War first, because the main thing to, to get across, I guess, is that what's unique about these two is that they are a part one and a part two. Yes. Much as the Russos and everyone has been talking about how it's, that's not the case, it is yeah. I mean, the, the End Game, although it's called End Game, you could have called it Infinity War Part Two.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I get why. I get that there is a separation there, but you can't, you couldn't have End Game without Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And as much as Infinity War does stand on its own, to get the resolution from that as part of the cliffhanger, yeah, you need to see Endgame.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the Empire Strikes Back of yeah. of, of Avengers movies. Yeah, um, Infinity War, um, and yeah, I mean we'll we'll talk about we're going to talk about um, Infinity War, and we're going to be very open about it and talk about it in terms of spoilers as well yeah. because that's been out for a year, and we assume everyone's seen it. Um, and then we will, like I say, at, towards the end, we will talk about our initial thoughts about Endgame. Um, and then what we'll probably do next week is get together again and talk about mm-hmm. get in depth on what we think about Endgame yeah um, because we both would have had a chance to go and see it again yep and hopefully a lot of other people would have gone out and seen it um, so there'll be less of a stigma around spoiling it we yeah. probably get into um, the stuff um, but start with Infinity War
0: yeah um, yeah so <laughs> so with Infinity War yeah I wasn't prepared for the scale of everything that happened with it, and I wasn't prepared for the sort of the sort of lineation of how the film worked. Yeah, because I was going in expecting it to be primarily an Avengers film, but it's
1: all, almost more a Thanos film. It's a Thanos film. It, like Thanos is the is the the through line. I think the, the thing that that sometimes Infinity War suffers with. Is that it? Sometimes feels like you're watching three different movies at the same time. Yeah, and it keeps cutting in between them. And like, there's a whole, there's a movie going on with the Guardians, and they've got a whole plot. And then there's a movie going on with Tony Stark, and there's a movie going on with Cap. And sometimes it can be really jarring when they cut in between. Like, one of the ones that stands out to me is there's a bit after Cap saves um, Vision, Vision and Wanda, and they go right, let's go home. And then it cuts to a flashback of Gamora's childhood. Yeah, and it's that's... like that's so fucking. A minute ago, I was on a jet in Edinburgh. <laughs> now I'm on a distant space planet, and there's a bunch of green people, and they're being overtaken. And it's just, I'm watching two different films, um, and that I don't think it can be helped. No, um, but I feel like yeah, like you said, the main thing about Infinity War is that they managed to have it be Thanos that strings the whole thing together. Yeah, um, and it really is his film.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree. But yeah, and well, okay, so to sort of. Synopsize, essentially infinity war is the culmination of all of these films building up to this sort of two part epic
1: yeah so um, I, yeah i mean i can't, yeah. yeah so we talked we talked about <laughs> listen yeah we talked about in our first episode we talked about how in the original avengers movie um, the macguffin of that movie was the um the tesseract, the tesseract. And throughout all of these, what will now be known as the Infinity Saga, I think, is what's yeah. now going to be, the, all these phases of Marvel movies, but now between Iron Man and Endgame is the Infinity Saga, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout, there have been lots of these movies with the different Infinity Stones sprinkled throughout them. And then finally, in Infinity War, they've been promising this for years, Thanos has been back in the background for years, and now this one is where they go, right all those things that you've seen previously, all those the different coloured things that just drove the plot of their individual movies are all going to come together. Yeah. So it means that if you want... Exactly. It doesn't... As a film on its own, I think it, it struggles in terms of being able to stand on its own two feet because you need to have a certain amount of prior knowledge. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, and Because they do try and force in some sort of expository moments for it. Mm. But I couldn't imagine seeing that without.
1: Yeah, the the thing I always compare it to is Return of the King. Yeah, I mean it'll be like if you have no idea what's going on in this universe or any of these people are, then just going and watching Return the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King means nothing. Yeah, you have no idea what the stakes are. You don't know the the characters don't really mean anything to you. Yeah, but that's the main thing that I think they managed to keep in Infinity War is that it is still quite character driven, mm-hmm. um, and the characters makes you know decisions because in hindsight knowing the way it ends each character basically makes a decision that fucks everything up yeah <laughs> it's just it's just a litany of mistakes Is infinitely yeah definitely um, but it's like it's, a, it's like watching it's like fucking titanic <laughs> It's like watching it go no don't do that <laughs> and the thing is there are parts
0: of it and you're like okay yeah okay yeah i agree i agree i agree but then you realise that you're making the wrong decision as well. Mm. And the result of that is obviously what
1: we see at the end of Infinity War, which yeah. is the snap. Yeah, the infamous snap. Um, but yeah, so they, they, they go through and they have all, like they say, they've a lot of the groundwork has already been done in terms of these stones. But yeah. like we know that Doctor Strange has the time stone, and that was a big thing in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. So that's one, and then, and then you explain where they all are and what they all do, and then the big one that they actually explore in this one, which was still left up in the air, was the Soul Stone.
0: Yeah, which I think was a really, really, really clever idea yeah. in the way that they used it to develop Thanos as a character.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the strengths of it, is that they kept that back, because a lot of people was trying to... Theorize as to where it was before that, yeah, because everyone was going right. We know where all these stones are, the only one missing is the soul stone. So everyone yeah. was like, Is the soul stone going to turn up in uh Thor Ragnarok? Yeah, and it didn't. Is the soul stone going to turn up in Black Panther. Black Panther? And it didn't, yeah. And then they left it so that in Infinity War there could be a through line for Thanos and he could have a storyline around how he gets the soul stone, yeah, which was great. Um, and it and he also gave us a cameo um for the Red Skull, which was a great little bit of fan service, although I have issues with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just think he sounds crap. <laughs> like it does sound really weird. He just yeah, they they try really hard because it's one of those rare instances in the MCU where it's a different actor playing the part. Mm-hmm. Um because Hugo Weaving is a miserable old bastard basically. Yeah. Good. Um so so it's a
0: payday yeah. and
1: then sort of badmouth it afterwards. Yeah. Um, so they couldn't get Hugh Weaving to come back and play the Red Skull, so they got this other guy the guy from Walking Dead uh, Ross something or whatever Mark Wand that's it um, and he's just like they've they've got this weird like synthesizer sound on his voice yeah and it just sounds wrong and weird and, but anyway <coughs> that's besides the point um,
0: <laughs> but yeah it is, it is strange because I found a I found a similar thing with Ragnarok with the Hulk's voice yeah is it does sound like it's got auto-tune on it yeah but I think on my sort of initial viewing, it just, I was just like, holy shit, this is something that's now been answered. Something that happened in 2010? 11. 2011 with Captain America. Mm. Red Skull disappeared. We just presumed that he was gone. And yeah. then you're like, oh, actually, shit, they're, they're, this is being paid off in a big way. Yeah, and I think
1: it, that it kind of is a little microcosm for what the whole movie is and the whole movie is this payoff yeah, and it is that satisfying payoff of seeing everyone come together and so like seeing the Guardians interact with Tony Stark and oh, Thor yeah. and all that and seeing all these worlds collide is exactly what we've always wanted yeah. um, and look people like Doctor Strange and for a lot of characters I feel it makes them better I think Doctor Strange is the biggest one he is so much better in Infinity War than he is in his own movie, I feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. That's not disparaging of the Doctor Strange movie, because I quite like Doctor Strange. I do. I really enjoy it. Um, I don't think it, like, it sort of doesn't get the... It's, it's sort of thought of as being quite a low-tier Marvel movie, I guess.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's because it's sort of... It doesn't make a massive impression. No. And it doesn't... All It, it serves as very much as, this is an origin story. Yeah. And... Whilst it does introduce magic into the universe, it introduces magic into the universe to Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's not like Wakanda. Yeah. Where this is like a world-changing event when they brought that up in Black Panther. But it's something that... It happened to Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange fixed it. And now everything's okay. Yeah. So I think that's a problem. But with this, the sense of sort of wisdom that he, he now has... And to, especially to see that dynamic between him and Tony... Yeah, that was great. ...was really, really good. That's great, because
1: they they a lot of people have all, have all criticised Doctor Strange as well for him being very similar to Tony Stark. Yeah. And they are quite similar. They are both yeah. arrogant, very sort of... And, you know, billionaire... Well, not billionaire, but... Like wealthy, wealthy arrogant white um, men. Wealthy, arrogant white man learns humility. Yeah. Like, that's exactly <laughs> the thing. But then when they clash, it makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, and they did have some good stuff... Um, going on in Infinity War. Um,
0: Their flirting was
1: adorable. Essentially, yeah. (laughs) Um, Because it means that it's watching Tony interact with someone different because there's no Tony in cap in Infinity War. No. Because one of the biggest things about Infinity War is that it is this split narrative for Avengers. The Avengers are in two halves Mm -hmm. as a result of what happens in Civil War, Um, which is why I don't think it works without having seen Civil War. Yeah. Even though you could probably pick up from context, because he has to tell um Bruce Banner, he has to say to him, Look, we broke up, we're not yeah. on speaking terms. You don't you need the full context of that, I think, to be understand the weight of it.
0: Yeah, to dismiss um, it
1: that quickly. Yeah. Um and the fact yeah, and the fact that they they're not, it means that there's room then for Tony to have a back and forth mm-hmm. sort of antagonistic relationship with someone and Doctor Strange fills that role. Yeah. Which is great. Um, but yeah, that that. And Cap's
0: sort of moral compass is his own. It's sort of fighting against. Well, it's not even that. So, like, so, so sort of Cap's sort of antagonistic perspective in this isn't isn't so much with Thanos. It's about what Thanos is going to do. Yeah. And a lot of it is about himself. So by sticking, like you said before, by sticking to a sort of his own piety, yeah, that's what causes these things to happen, yeah, in such a sort of dramatic way, and it's about him being that he's always been like the unswerving sentinel of liberty.
1: Yeah, they. But I think what happens in this movie is that for both Tony and Cap, they have their own. Neuroses and and things they can't let go of, and they fail because of them. Yeah. So with Tony, is this obsession that he has about his ego and how he can't? He's been so scared of Thanos, and therefore he's he's trying to outthink him and outmaneuver him, and he's got to win. So he does this whole thing where he wants to take the fight to Thanos, which yeah. is his big mistake. On the other side, you've got Cap, which, like you said, he's all about having the moral high ground, yeah, and having the moral backbone. So he makes this big call about how we don't trade lives. Yeah because the biggest most frustrating thing for me watching it is there's an out there's an easy way to save the day basically and mm-hmm. it requires them to kill the vision and vision points this out he makes it clear and it's a t- I get it it's a tough call it's you have to kill a friend but by doing that you save half the universe cap like I don't understand why you like and again because it's like any rational sort of Methodical person would do that, but for whatever reason, they're all everyone's so behind cap, yeah. They just go, Yeah, okay, you're right, yeah. And as a result, that the whole of the Captain America Earth plot is about doing what they can to not have to kill Vision, yeah, is to save him to get the infinity stone that because there's an infinity stone in Vision's head. And what Vision says is basically if we were to destroy this infinity stone, that would then stop Thanos from being able to collect them all and destroy the universe, or you know half the population of the universe. And he figures that out very quickly. They go, right, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. And we have the means to destroy it because we have um, Scarlet Witch who has got power from the Infinity Stone and she can blow up. But she she can do it. Which there creates a lot of dramatic tension as well because they're obviously in a relationship. Yeah. So that's good and that's cool. And I can like understand why it's difficult from Wanda's perspective. But for whatever reason, Cap, like you say, it's because of his moral... Backbone, he won't let it go, yeah. And he says, No, we don't trade lives Mm -hmm. unless they're Wakandan lives, which apparently don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Wakandan lives matter, yeah. I said it (laughs) (laughs) because he he goes to Wakanda, they get a full army full of people, and they are holding off this army of Thanos that they are attacking. God knows how many of them die, yeah. And they are, I don't care how he says it, they are trading their lives for the visions. That is what they're doing. Yep. So don't say we don't trade lives
0: because you're trading. You do dozens, hundreds, of hundreds lives of lives just because
1: they don't for your friend. Just because they don't, they're not on the poster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just because they're
0: not your mate. Exactly. Or, you know, they're they're not bloody
1: going out with your surrogate sister. Exactly. Um, so that's a bit of an issue that I have with that. But again, it's I think the main thing with that is that is true to the character, I guess. Yeah. It's it's. Cap making a stand, um, and everyone backs him up as well. That's the other thing. So, like, yeah, Black Widow also says, "Right, yeah. get your ass on the table." Um, Banner go- goes out of his way and say, "Look, no, actually, there is a difference because you have a choice." Yeah, and they're all doing it, so it's not just Cap. It's not all on Cap to be fair. No, um, but at
0: the same time, I think it's it was a really interesting way to set those characters up together because when you look at who is on each side, hmm. so you have. On the space sort of side of things, you have the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Who my issue with Infinity War is that the Guardians are played off as, as stupid.
1: Yeah, so bad. they're
0: a lot more du- they're a lot dumber than they are in their own films. Yeah, and then yeah, but that... but then the, the group that are with Cap. So you've got Cap, who is the this is the hill that we're all gonna die on because we're not gonna kill this
1: guy. Mm-hmm.
0: Or this guy isn't going to make the sacrifice play, sort of thing. Yeah. As I have mentioned in our post credits, because yeah,
1: no one else can make the sacrifice play, other than Cap.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> anyway. then but then you've got Wanda with him, who is yeah. Vision's partner, so she's obviously not going to sacrifice him. And you've got Black Panther, who is sort of not willing to make that much of a change. For summary, like he just sort of just goes along with whatever Cap says. Black Widow is the same; she'll go along with him because she's being with him all this time. I think
1: that's a bit of a betrayal. Well, not betrayal, but I think that's, a, thinking about it in that context, Black Panther is a bit weak. Yeah. And it's a bit of a shame, given how good his film was and that, what a big point they made about how he had his own destiny and all the rest of it. For him to just go along with whatever Captain Yeah. The, 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 the white man from America has told me that I must do this. Yeah. And it's, okay. So it is a bit reductive, that, I think. That's a bit something that you could... is a legitimate criticism. Yeah.
0: And that's that's the problem that I've had with Infinity War, is that like it is these sort of questionable decisions because all the while, I'm, I'm using the Infinity War posters that we've got up here as um, sort of guidance. So we've got Iron Man and Doctor Strange who are at loggerheads the whole time until the fight turns up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we need to protect this at all costs. Let's just m- move on.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the fact that everyone just gets just blindly gets behind Cap.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the that's what's good about it. Like, it's what it's like a tragedy. It's watching it. You know what's it coming. Like, is, yeah. And I've watched it multiple times, obviously. But like every time I watch it, I, like, I want people to make different decisions. Mm-hmm. I want people like, no, just and like other people have to do the same thing. Like the Gamora has a really good arc throughout yeah. this movie. And at one point, she has the choice whether to tell Thanos where the Soul Stone is, or let her sister die. Yeah, and she chooses to let. To fight because again it's the whole point that they make in this movie, and it's really clear, it's really good how they manage to the tie it all together. Really, is that Thanos is what is willing to make a sacrifice to kill something he loves in order to get mm-hmm. what he wants. None of the Avengers are no, and that's what separates them. And that is the point they're trying to make. Is like we all go. We I can sit here now and go. Oh, they should you know you should just kill the Vision. But the point that the filmmakers are trying to make, and the point that you know the whole the whole point of the thing is that no, we can't because then we're just like Thanos if we're willing to just kill people to achieve our goals then we're just like Thanos i would say that well the goal that you're trying to achieve is to save people whereas Thanos is to kill people so eh. but anyway yeah <laughs> that it, in terms of parallels in terms of write, script writing it's really really well done yeah it um, is amazing and the the way they're able to tie all that together across all these different storylines yeah. is fantastic
0: and that's the thing you if you think about the every character that's in that each one of them has had a preset storyline before that we've committed to and we've, well, by and large, we've seen and understood. Mm. So we know where these people are coming from. We've seen the decisions that Cap is unwilling to move on stuff. We've seen the, the way that Tony refuses to budge on stuff or blindly goes ahead and does his own thing, as he did in um, uh, Avengers. Uh, no, av- Avengers. So he just took it on himself to go off and save everyone. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. whilst yeah, everyone was behind saving the day, there there was the point where they were starting to be like overrun and they were losing. Yeah. And then Tony sweeps in and saves the day, which is obviously why he's going to do the same thing here.
1: Yeah, and then the, Tony's big one is the fact that he he chooses to continue. They go off and fight Thanos in space mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. They but they get abducted um, with Doctor Strange because he has the time stone, and then Tony. Um, chases after him, and then so does Pete. Yeah, um, by accident, that seems like a <laughs> stowaway, which is great. Um, but then that that big pivotal moment for Tony is what he should have done is turn around and gone home, going back to Earth, get everyone together in one place, and then maybe they can make a stand. Yeah. But instead, he's got this, like I say, he's got this ego thing about how he has to do his own thing. Yeah. He has to be the one to sort it out things because he like he has this big speech with strange ways that he's been in my head for six years. I've been worrying and fucking panicking about this. And now I'm thinking maybe by going to him maybe we will stand a chance. And he's got this big paranoia about the earth and need to protect the earth. So this idea of getting away from the earth mm-hmm. is something that appeals to him. But he it's a selfish thing because then he puts Pete in danger. Yeah. Which pisses me off. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so protective of Pete. Yeah. (laughs) He's like my little brother, like Spider Man now. I'm just like, no, leave him alone. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's Pete
0: even said, Spider Man even says the same thing. He says, all I, like when he's saved, which is seen in the trailers as well, when the suit, the iron spider suit builds suit, builds around him. When you see that happen, he says, all I did was think about shooting a web. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. And I was stuck on the ship.
1: Yeah. So if in a way it's your fault.
0: Yeah. And it's like and you think, well, yeah, that's kind of true. And he does what he can to protect him, but at the same time he's put his ego has caused this situation to happen, and so has Cap's. And it's because they are unwilling to put those differences aside mm. for something that serious. Do you see Tony almost call Cap and he doesn't? Yeah. And then it's obviously, yeah, it's a fresh wound, mm. but it's, yeah, and it's, it's, it is really, it is a case of bad decision making, like you say, <clears throat> over bad decision making, and being unwilling to move or make the sacrifice play, mm. but also like the the level of, so it was Marcus and McFeely, I think it is, who yeah. wrote this one, but the the scale of what they've managed to pull together with the writing of this is amazing because everybody gets their own bit of time yeah but they've also managed to use flashbacks of gamora and thanos to develop this story and to have something where the soul stone is entirely separate because like you you say at some point like that what is it there's three four stone three stones on earth at one point
1: yeah
0: and you're like well these are infinity stones <laughs> so how is it that all three of them just happen to be on Earth at yeah. this sort of time. But, um, but yeah, I think it's a fucking great job that they've done. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> And it's desperately trying to avoid talking about Endgame for a minute. But then you sort of think about the performances that they all put in as well. Yeah. Like, especially... Because the stakes are really, really high. But I think one of the situations is, is that they're all willing just to sort of rush about and do their normal thing of save the rushing and save the day. There isn't any sort of degree of teamwork in there. If you notice, everybody just runs in and does their own thing. Everyone starts punching, everyone starts kicking. Yeah, There is the coordination when they're on Titan yeah. with the Guardians, Iron Man, Spider-Man. They have... That set up as they're working together, mm. but then on Earth, everyone's just running around doing their own thing in Wakanda.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: There's no sort of team exercise there. No, and I think again, that's another sort of part of the theme is that these these Avengers have been disassembled by the by what's happened in Infinity War, and only by coming back together would they have the chance to win. But yeah. it's their egos that have kept them separate.
1: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they can do it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, okay so i think let's talk about the ending of infinity war then and then we'll, we'll maybe move on to what we think about in <laughs> end game yeah so yeah as like you say there's a litany of all these mistakes that go through and then what there's this big moment towards the end of end game uh, end game infinity war when strange makes the call to give the, the time the time stone to thanos and they've they've set up this idea that Dot Strange goes forward in time and sees lots of different scenarios play out, and he knows that there's only one where they win. Yeah. And therefore he goes, Right, on that basis, here's the stone. And he goes, We're in the end, you know, now we're in the end game. Yeah. Which we see the conclusion, we've seen the conclusion to that now because we went to go see the movie last night. But that's what people have been speculating about now is that what does that all mean? But what he means practically for Infinity War is that Thanos then has all the stones he needs, with one exception being. the mind stone. The mind stone. So he then goes to Earth and there's this big face off and there's just I I think that's one of the best things as well. There's this bit where they're right, right, that's it. We're out of time. No one can stand up against Thanos and um Wanda has to kill Vision. And she does it. Yeah. She does it, but then there's this sinking moment where he's because the last stone he got was the time stone and then he uses it and he reverses time, brings vision back, and then rips the stone out of his head. It's like fuck. It's just so gutting to watch. Like every time it is one of every time I watch it, it's just like, no, don't do that. Maybe it'll be different this time. Yeah. It's like, it's like I, I compare it to things like um, The Departed. I always think that when um, Leo DiCaprio gets in the lift with um, uh, Matt Damon, I'm like, maybe this time when he gets to the bottom of the lift, he won't get shot in the face. <laughs> yeah. But then he gets, the lift door opens and he gets shot in the fucking face every time. It's like, it's, it, uh, every time. Anyway, um spoilers for the, the the departed, but that's like what 15 years old. And yeah, if you haven't seen that you're a fucking idiot. Um but yeah, there's that and then and then you have obviously that you should have gone for the head. So Thor's big yeah. fuck up that so he didn't go for the head. And Thor yeah, so Thor has his own journey in this movie where he goes off and gets a new weapon. Um and it just becomes an absolute badass even more than he was before. And he yeah. has what he has is a weapon that is stronger than the infinity gauntlet. Yeah even when Thanos has all the stones, he can throw it through all that and still potentially kill him. Doesn't. Goes for the chest, doesn't go for the head, and Thanos does the snap. (sighs) Yeah. And then we have this, it's about a five minute sequence where they just, it's very quiet. Yeah. And then people start fading away into dust. And I just remember watching that for the first time. It was just like, G- gasping, just like, you could like, no one was breathing. In the yeah. Cinema, do you know what I mean, all the air went out of the room as you just saw all these characters just go. And it was, and they, the way they, they staged it just right. Cause I think it, they, it ramped up and up and up. So it started with Bucky. yeah. It's like, oh no. Then, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And then you like more people that you loved. So then like T'Challa went. Yeah. And then, and the way they did T'Challa was amazing as well. Cause they like, they packed, they showed him and then they panned across. To Denai Guerrero to um, Okoye, okay, Okoye, Okoye, sorry, um, and he faded away like kind of off screen.
0: And it's just seeing her reaction to it yeah. is so much more, yeah, powerful than witnessing just another person. Just another person, fading and that away. is again.
1: I think talking, we've talked about direction before. I think, yeah, I think the Russo brothers are just better directors than Joss Whedon, yeah. in fairness. They know how to stage things and how to set things up and use the right shot. And that's yeah. a perfect example of it, is using the right shot selection mm-hmm. to get the maximum impact. Yeah. Because
0: um, they do a lot, and they're like the... the the. the I think the, the sort of the most important... Well, not the most important. I think the most sort of poignant moments in the sort of the snapping, shall we say... Mm-hmm is when you sort of see everyone's own sort of characterisation within what's happening in the scene. Hmm. So you see the resignation of Peter Quill just being like, oh, and because he's just seen his friends go and he's and Gamora's gone and you just see him being like, I just, we just needed to win, we just needed to do this. And yeah. then it's the realisation and also him understanding that partially his fault as well. Like you say, when we're saying about sort of Okoye and T'Challa, But the one that sort of, other than the the great big one that broke everyone's heart, the the saddest one for me is when you see, um, Wanda Scarlet Witch, yeah, just holding Vision's sort of lifeless body, and she just looks up with just just absolutely she doesn't care at that point. Yeah, there's just nothing in her eyes anymore, and she's just done because she's not only has she had to kill the love of her life, but she's then, then seen him come back.
1: Only to be taken away from the Only her to again. be
0: taken away again. Yeah. And cause this big loss of everything. Yeah.
1: And then there, obviously there's the big one, which is um, Spider Man. Yeah. Peter Parker. Um, and lo- amazingly played by Tom Holland and that kid. Man. That guy, like, I shouldn't call him a kid. He's in his 20s. <laughs> um, but, like, fuck me. He's amazing. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, he's. Uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, and like that's what I mean about how they, they ramp it up mm-hmm. like, because they have him be the last one. Yeah, it's like it's the worst. Like we've just seen Strange go, and we've seen all the others, and like all the Guardians who we all love. We love all the Guardians. Like Drax has been funny throughout the whole thing. We've loved him, and then he's gone, and Quill and all the rest of it, and all these like really charismatic act, um, actors and characters that we love, and then the final nail in the coffin, just to really drive it home, was just this this kid. Who and yet I don't feel so good, and I'm sorry, and he fades away <sighs> in Tony's arms, and that is pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah, um, it then cuts back to Wakanda, um, and Cap just and the remaining Avengers just devastated, and then they have this moment where it's Thanos on his farm looking over yeah. the world.
0: Just being at peace, knowing what he's yeah. done, and then
1: it ends, and then it fucking, and then like they do the, the even the the title Avengers Infinity War fades away in the same way, and they go Thanos will return, and then do another one with fucking the, the post credit scene where you see um,
0: Fury and Fury, Fury and
1: Maria Hill go, and then we've then have we've been waiting for a year now. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have had a couple of movies in between. Obviously, we've had um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yep. which also had a bit of a kick in the balls ending with a similar thing.
0: Yeah, um, that again, that
1: was in that was in a post credit scene, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: post credits. Yeah, so it's it's amazing how like the, originally the the post credit scenes were used as sort of soft setups or yeah. just sort of fan rewards. Yeah, but now they're the things that are in the post credit scenes are really important. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Ant Man and the Wasp's one, particularly well, that's the, thing that the Captain are, Marvel
1: one. They're, they're only important in relation to another film, though. That's the thing. Yeah. So, like, you could watch, you could get to the end of Ant Man and the Wasp and then finish. And, and then, then, walk, and out then go, the walk out of the cinema. And you've, had a, you've seen a, a movie with a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, they do kind of only still relate to other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. But,
0: yeah, and it's sort of setting up the importance of something else by, like, the one that they did for. Um, so, like Endgame, not Endgame, Infinity War. When you see Hill and Fury
1: go, yeah, but he uses the pager that sets up, yeah, Captain Marvel, Carol gave. He, he's him. he's calling Captain Marvel, which we then see yeah. paid off properly in the Captain Marvel movie, um, and obviously in Endgame. Or um, well, do they? <laughs> yeah, and then so now, and then we've waited for a year very patiently. They've they've done a really good job at marketing Endgame, and they've not shown anything no um, and then there was Endgame yeah so do we want to talk about it in very vague general terms yeah so, so just to
0: finish off I want to say how much I love Infinity War yeah
1: so do I um, I at this, at this point I'm not sure how I feel about it in terms of sort of ranking them all together yeah um I feel yeah, they are very different movies, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Infinity War just for pure spectacle and just fucking balls to the wall. Like the action yeah. and everything in Infinity War is unbelievable,
0: and the emotional impact that you got from Infinity War as well. Hundred percent, yeah. It's just it just absolutely lasted to the point that I was so nervous about going in last night because yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I, if this ends either how I think it's going to end or differently to how I think I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to be able to
1: handle this. Or. Last night, as I was going to it last night, like it, the last time I remember feeling that nervous and excited mm-hmm. was for episode seven. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm just... Uh, please, yeah. don't, please, I don't know what I want. Even. Yeah. Like, I, just,
0: I was the same for eight, to yeah. be honest. Like seven, I went in with very, very low expectations. Mm. But I was the same for eight. I went in being like oh god like I really hope they pay this off well and personally I thought it was better than Seven yeah. and I know there's a lot of people out there that are probably going to hate me because of that um, but at the same time fuck off yeah. Um, but yeah like similarly with this like you said I yeah I yeah, it's just yeah. I am so nervous I went with my brother who got to a point and he was like you need to settle down really? <laughs> yeah what were you doing? What I you just I just couldn't handle it. I just kept like what, I was like, I was in, just really nervously like wobbling around in my seat and being what, like... What, as it was on you mean like, as it as it was starting, and then yeah, let's move into the film. Okay, so,
1: so Avengers Endgame, yeah, same directors, same cast, same cast, same directors, same writers. Yeah, it's very much it is Infinity War Part Two. Um, mm-hmm. They are very 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 different films. Yeah, but. They are very like you can't watch this on your own. It makes it means nothing. It's just complete gibberish. Mm -hmm. If you if you haven't seen any previous ones, Mm.
0: again, like they give a little bit of exposition in there, and they'll say, "Oh, this happened, and this happened, and this happened." I think that's more to serve as a reminder for somebody that might not have seen it for a while. Yeah, and they
1: do things like they have like point of view characters, like people that um not again. I'm trying not to give anything away, but I feel like. Scott Lang is a really good point of view character. Yeah, so he's trying to figure it out whilst we're trying to like to catch. Yeah. We all know, but yeah. like he doesn't. Um, the reasons that will become clear. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but anyway, right. Initial thoughts. Let's just yeah. Let's try not to talk about like plots, details, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel?
0: I. I'm still in this in the stage where I'm processing everything that happened because. Oh. Without, it goes without saying that, and without bringing up any spoilers, so much happens in this film. Yeah,
1: it's three hours long. It's three and... hours
0: long, and it's so densely packed yeah. as well. And it doesn't
1: feel like it's three hours long. No. no, I was just, I was locked in. Yeah, like guys, a lot of people, a lot of talk has been had about this. About where's there a bathroom break? How are we, go- how can we possibly go for three hours without going to the toilet? I was like, you do that every day of your just, life. Just be an adult. Yeah. Anyway, um but like that never even occurred to me throughout once the movie started I was in. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a massive success for it. I will say there were moments and there were sections of it where I was slightly worried. Yeah. about where it was going. But by the end of it I was completely sold and yeah. I lo- I loved where they left things and how they the arcs that they gave the characters and how things resolved themselves because yeah. this is 100%. This is an ending. Yes. And it very, very, very much so. like a definitive ending. And that is something that I've had discussions with about the people. So I went with a group of friends. Um, and one sort of big sort of issue coming out of it is, well, how, how can they carry on anymore? I feel like that's it. I feel like, why would you, you know, how can it continue to be a franchise now? Because yeah. they've just finished it. It's done. I'm like, well, it's not though. Like, There's loads of characters still going and there's loads of stuff that yet to happen. But they're like, but what's the point? We're done. Mm-hmm. It was like... I see what you mean. Again, I've got this whole thing about this is the Infinity Saga and the Infinity Saga is over. Mm -hmm. But the end is just the beginning. And I feel like that's exactly what uh, Far From Home is going to be. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, But in terms of this movie, like, yeah, there was just... The performances are amazing. There are so many brilliantly acted scenes from all these guys and they all get their moments. Like, Jeremy Renner and um, Scarlett Johansson are Fucking brilliant, yeah, and bring you to tears, and like almost like Renner in particular has some great stuff to do. Yeah, I think Um, the
0: original six all have. It's not spoiler to say that the you know these original the original six that we had in Avengers Assemble are a big 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 focus of this. Whereas, as we said about Infinity War, Thanos was the byline; it was the through line. With this, it's all about the Avengers, yeah. and Thanos exists in this as a villain, yeah, not as a character that's structured. Everything else no. is structured around.
1: Um, no, yeah. So this is all about like Tony and Cap and uh, Clint and and um, Natasha, Natasha and Thor, Thor. Um, and they like I said, they all have a, like really, and it really gives them opportunities to act. Mm-hmm. I think the only exception to that and it's something that is a criticism for me and if you've listened to our first Marvel uh, our first Avengers podcast you'll probably know exactly what I'm going to say and that is I wanted some more Bruce Banner yeah I wanted some more Bruce Banner I wanted some more Hulk again we, we'll we talk about that more next week when we get into the spoilers of what mm-hmm. they actually have done with Hulk which isn't to say I didn't like what they did no I just feel like again I feel like it's you can get so much more out of Ruffalo if you gave him the opportunity yeah but they didn't. But anyway, they can You can't have everything. Like you know, no. you know what I mean. No, like, exactly. I feel like by complaining about stuff like that, I'm literally being a petulant child.
0: Yeah. Well, not <laughs> not really. I mean, it's you could always wished to see more. Yeah. Like you can say you could have always said you know I wanted to see more Black Panther. I wanted to see more Doctor Strange. I wanted to see more Spider Man. But it's not about those guys. It is about the original six. And I think to say that Banner is. A little underserved in terms of sort of emotional
1: gravitas. Emotional wise, yeah. I think that's that's what I mean. Um, and again, it, it's interesting what they did with him because he is the, traditionally, he is the most angsty Avenger, isn't he? He's the one yeah. who's got all this weight and angst. And yet in this movie, they completely invert that. And he's the one who's sort of got peace and is quite content within himself. Yeah. And everyone else is really broken mm-hmm. and angsty. Um, and that's interesting. It's completely different. It's complete. Like I say, inversion of where the character would usually be, but not necessarily what I was looking for. No. But that's just me. The, like, yeah, the, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Yeah, I've
0: got, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Career performances in this. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like from the, from <sighs> the very opening of the film to the very last, so from the first scene to the last scene of this film. Is so powerful in terms of their stories Mm. and the way that it continues all the way throughout. Just continue to sort of just. I was just mind blown by some of the things that they did.
1: I think, and what's interesting is that they're they're both very different. I think with Tony, there was a lot, he had a lot of dialogue to get across what he was thinking. Mm -hmm. With Evans and with uh, Captain America, a lot of it was just through emoting. Like, he didn't actually. A lot of the time, some of the most powerful scenes with him didn't have any dialogue. No. And that just speaks to how nailed into this character Chris Evans is at this point that he mm-hmm. can just he can completely convey everything he needs to do, looking through a pane of glass, yeah, as someone I believe that yeah <laughs> so we'll talk about
0: it next But one, one thing time. yeah one thing I would say is that you know if you've if there's any sort of speculation that you might have seen, this does involve uh, to to say anything more than the plot of this film is. The Avengers trying to stop what has happened, or yeah. to try and come back from what's happened. Mm-hmm. And how they do so, or how they or how they try and do so, and the methods that they choose and the emotional journey that carries on throughout. It's all spoilers, really. Yeah. So and, yeah. and, and at the running the risk of sort of saying, you know. This is the plot, and this means it's. I think we should really not talk about the plot that much no. because I, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it, and they nailed it as a second part. Yeah, and the way that the universe is going to be different going on from here,
1: yeah, is just really interesting to me. Yeah, um, and I'm yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, people, have I can understand the concerns people have about how it's going to work from now on because. Mm-hmm. It raises a lot of questions yeah. about every character, basically, um, in terms of where we're left off. And again, we can talk about that more next week. We can speculate and start thinking about what's next. Mm. Um, but for this and for these characters, I think this was a perfect send off um, and really poignant. Like, yeah, for you know, Tony and Cap and a lot of the others. And I'm looking forward, to basically, when we talk about it again next week, we both will have seen it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like issues that I had or things that I didn't appreciate as much the first time around, I'll get more into the next time because I think now you, now you know the full context of the movie and you know that, right, this conversation here is the last time these people will talk to each other or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they have there's extra weight to the conversations that mm-hmm. are happening. And it, equally when you, was, there were there were moments when I was sat there going, Oh, I don't know if I like this. And then my knowing where it's going, mm-hmm I won't have that issue any, anymore. I'll just go, now. Nah, this is fine, this is just a bit. Yeah. And then the next thing will happen and I know where it's going it'll yeah. be great. So I feel like I'll probably, if anything, it's only going to get better on repeat viewings.
0: Yeah, I agree. I almost went to see it again this morning. <laughs> but then I thought, actually, no, just let it settle in your brain for a bit. I'm going again on Saturday, yeah. as it turns out. Um, but it is a case of there is so much more to this film than just what you get when you initially come against it and you think there's so many more things to pick apart about how things are going to move on from here or what stories they're going to follow on from here because like you say the Infinity Saga is over Yeah. And where where do we go from here? Yeah. Where do we, is there something of a similar scale to this? Or is everything going to be more small scale? Yeah, I think. Are uh, we going to shift focus into something entirely different?
1: Because that's, yeah, there'll be a certain section of fans, and again, this is something that someone said to me last night, that go, well, how are they going to top this? Mm -hmm. And like, how are they going to, like, they've got to start building back up again, like, to to something like Thanos. Yeah. They've got to have another another big crossover. And like, I don't know if that's what they're going to be. I think Kevin Feige has said something along the lines of, what comes next is not going to be apples for apples. No, so it's going to be something different, and I think that's so, that's very brave as well. I think they they've made a very brave choice. They've I think they've got as much as they possibly can out of this iteration of the franchise, mm-hmm. and they know when to call it a day. Yeah, and they've left people wanting more, and they're going to leave it there. Yeah, and I think that's. Fucking genius because there will be lesser studios or lesser directors where you'd have stuff like yeah, you know, the Fast and Furious franchise where it's just the same thing over and over and over and over and over, and over again with mm-hmm. the same cast who are just invulnerable and just keep coming back over and over. And we've had that for ten years. But there comes a point. There comes yeah, there comes a point when you have to change. You have to change or die. That's well, what yeah. it is, it? And I think And
0: especially after like the other franchises that are as sort of long lived as this, I can't really think of many more other than like James Bond, for example. James Bond is a great one of adapting yeah. for change. It reboots every time. Every... It reboots every time. And each, each Bond that is presented on screen, you're seeing differently. Mm-hmm. So Roger Moore's Bond is different to Daniel Craig's Bond, who's different to Timothy Dalton's Bond, who's different to Sean Connery's Bond. And then, after a while, they'll move past that and to do something different. But to see a franchise like this develop in a way that ends satisfyingly, mm. because the ending is unprecedented really how how they've managed to tie up 21 films into this ending in in a, in a way that is as satisfying as it is I know some people aren't going to be happy with it but I challenge anyone to sort of come up with a better way exactly. of how this ends Yeah. but when you think about the way that the universe will be different going forward you think I don't know, yeah, but seeing how the last 11 years yeah. and 21 22 films like that. the last 11 years and 20 plus films have paid off as satisfactorily and as emotionally as, and emotionally and as funnily and as powerfully as it did no, I'm, I I'm completely open for
1: I, it. I, I, at this point I, I hesitate to say I have blind faith in Marvel. I kind of have blind faith in Marvel. Again, they know I agree. what they're doing. Like, yeah. I, like all the concerns that, this, again, I keep going back to this conversation that I had last night. All the concerns that there are now about where we are, I go, don't worry about it. They'll sort it out. Yeah. They will explain it. They'll sort it out. They know what they're doing. They've got, mm-hmm. like, even, like, they've talked about the whole, like, the next guest big thing, I guess, is that they've got these access to these other franchises. So they've got the X Men and they've got Fantastic Four. Like, Deadpool. Fe- yeah, Deadpool, yeah. But Feige's already said. Oh no, we've got a five-year plan, and they're not part of it. Yeah. So we'll get to them, but not yet. Yeah. We know what we're doing, and the, the the confidence that they have to go. Oh no, yeah, we're going to continue. Yeah. With the with some di- some characters that you've never heard of before, some that you have.
0: Yeah. And we're going to take characters that are B-rate before, or we're going to create characters that who are, little more than a background character. Yeah. And make them into somebody that's in the forefront of all of this. And yeah, yeah, we are going to change things. But I think the difference between sort of demonstrating sort of confidence and arrogance, and this isn't me bashing the DC universe, it's what I'm saying is that I believe that Marvel have confidence in the way that they move forward with things. Mm. They plan, they work on it, they build on it, they develop it. And DC go, fuck you, we got Batman and Superman. So we're making this anyway. Hmm. You're going to love them, but we're yeah we're going to change some stuff. But you're going to love it. But it's such a dramatic shift hmm. from putting it so far away that you lose faith in it. So every time you and I go and see a DC film, we're like, oh fuck! And like Shazam, really good. Yeah, you know Aquaman, really long. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, I like it's like you say if if. Having the faith in them to put forward something that is, at worst, Iron Man 2, Thor, The Dark World. Yeah. And at best, Infinity War and Endgame. I'm fucking sold. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm totally game. They're also going to start expanding into, like, TV. Yeah. In a, in a real way, because there, there's always been Marvel TV shows, but now Marvel Studios themselves are going into TV, and we're going to see stuff like... Like, they've already announced it's going to be division, I yeah. think, um, and Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier, Soldier, which, given the way everything plays out, is really fucking interesting. and I already want to see what that is. Um, and Loki. Um, and again, so they're using different methods of storytelling as well as continuing to do the movies. And they yeah. know exactly what they're doing. And I feel like it's going to be like San Diego Comic-Con this year. There's going to be some big, like, here's the slate for the next two years at least. Yeah. Um, and they're going to explain what their theory is going forward. Um, and I feel like the other thing that might happen is, yeah, there, there's going to be some more explanation around Spider Man. Um, because I've now, given what we know, I feel like Spider Man Far From Home essentially is going to be an epilogue. Yeah. That's what Kevin Feige has already said That is that it's, it's still part of phase three. Four. There's three that are in. Is it with three? Yeah. Okay. Oh, they said you. Sorry, yeah, you said it's not going to be the start of no, phase four. It's still like part of it. So I think what's going to be is this is the end, and like I say, epilogue six months later. Yeah. How is, and it's like not only how does Peter Parker move forward, how does the world move forward? Mm-hmm. Um, and they can get into all those big questions that a lot of people have now about how the world works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, end game. Fucking amazing. We'll talk about it in more depth next week. Yeah. Um, but for the time being, go watch it. Go watch it. Go
0: um, watch it in the biggest screen you possibly can. Yeah. Just embrace it. Don't pee for like five
1: hours beforehand. Yeah, get like dangerously dehydrated. That's what I did. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go see it. Um fucking love it. Enjoy it. Because yeah. this is the, and it's it's made for fans as well. It's mm-hmm. exactly it's fan service in the best possible way. But doesn't feel cheap. Um and feels earned. And yeah, next week we're we're gonna talk about it some more and we can get into some some details about certain parts of the plot. Um and yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think next next week will probably be a long one as well. Yeah. And then we'll get into sort of a deep dive into everything that happens. And we can sort of start looking forward to what's coming up next when we get to sort of
1: homecoming. True, yeah. Um, But yeah, my my worry is always the way, that's always the way that Marvel have sort of set themselves up for that, is that people, you watch the the new movie and you immediately start thinking about what's next. Yeah. And you got, I want to try and step back from that if we can and just think, just concentrate on this. Yes, that's what I mean, is that,
0: Um, you know, we're not going to, I don't think we should start talking about what's coming up in the next episode, I think we should start talking about that following homecoming.
1: Yeah. I think we, we need to just appreciate this for what it is and mm-hmm. really unpack it and, and really delve deep into it. Yeah. Um, Cause because there is so much there. hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening guys. Um, like I said, go out and see end game and we will talk about it more than next week. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you thought. If there's stuff that you didn't like, if there's stuff that you did like, Tell us how many times you cried, how much you didn't <laughs> cry. Did you go out for a pee and miss something vital? Yeah. Like, tell us your Endgame experience. Yeah. Message us um, on yeah yeah message yeah. us on the socials. We've got yeah the at gmail.com. Um, we've got the socials so that we're on. Um, search for the oncast on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let us know your thoughts about Endgame. Um, and your experience of going to see it. Um, and how you felt. Yeah. And we'll talk about it more next week. Yep. It's okay, man. I'm with you to the end of the line.